The publication of the contract notice for the NHS was estimated to be announced on June the 6th, 2022. However, in knowledge of the evident complexities associated with choosing a software vendor, this date is only an estimate. Thus far, the NHS has made no official announcement regarding the official vendor for the contract. The following article will go into detail regarding all that is currently known about this huge NHS deal. US data analytics group Palantir is gearing up to become the underlying operation system for the UK's National Health Service, poaching senior NHS officials as part of a bid to win over £360 million in the contract to manage the data of millions of patients across England. Palantir recently hired AI chief from the UK's National Health Service as the company tried to expand further. Indra Joshi quit as director of AI for the NHS in March, saying it was time to take a break before moving to his next challenge. She has since lined up a job with the US data technology company, founded by Peter Thiel. A Palantir spokesperson said that the company was delighted that Indra has agreed to join the team, which we are aiming to grow by over 250 headcounts in the UK this year alone. The company is expanding rapidly in Britain where it currently employs 600 people and processes data for the NHS, Ministry of Defence, Cabinet Office. This is under the NHS Data COVID-19 store contract. And through this contract, Palantir is helping to clear the backlog of patients that were left untreated because of the pandemic. Palantir have said that this is a must-win deal for them, said a person with knowledge of Palantir's expansion plans in the UK. This is a five-year contract with an option for an extension for two years. Many people think this is actually a $1 billion contract over 10 years. Once Palantir is in, the question is, how are you going to remove them? According to several figures in the NHS and at its suppliers, Palantir is viewed as the frontrunner for the contract, which runs until 2027. The platform will be used for the national management of vaccines, immunization programs, population health, elective waiting lists and medicines, and equipment supply chains, among a range of other applications. One senior NHS official said that Palantir was well-placed to win the bid, particularly when its work was assessed against failures elsewhere within the COVID response, notably deficiencies in the program to test and track contacts of infected people. If you were to compare the successful work that Palantir did in vaccines and PPE with the work that Palantir didn't do which was test and trace, Palantir hasn't let us down, an NHS official mentioned within a quote. Other potential bidders for the contract could include consulting firms such as Accenture, PwC and KPMG, who have technology partners such as Oracle and Microsoft. NHS England said the procurement process will start in early July and that it will be an open procurement to allow all suppliers a chance to bid. In terms of backlash, this has been a very controversial contract for some. Open Democracy reported that experts have warned that contracts with secretive companies could involve an unprecedented transfer of patient-sensitive health information. Palantir have been awarded more than $46 million in public contracts by the UK government and the NHS since the start of 2020. British Open Democracy Group said that everyone should be worried about Palantir. They mentioned within a quote that at the bank of JP Morgan, an investigations team worked with Palantir to find internal malpractice. Palantir's tools, according to Open Democracy, 
inspired the team to collect as much data as possible on staff. A staff using the tool reportedly said that the world changed when it became clear that everyone could be targeted using Palantir. Everyone is a suspect, so we monitored everything. It was a pretty terrible feeling, according to the insider. Furthermore, Open Democracy seemed to think the Palantir is too powerful. While we have been assured that the data is being fed into a data store, and this is anonymized, even supposedly anonymized data can become linked among wider data pools. This is what makes Palantir's product powerful, according to Open Democracy. But, whilst Open Democracy seemed to think that Palantir is up to suspicious activities, in reality, this is a fallacy. Palantir is not a data broker or a data aggregator. Whilst Palantir has been described as a secretive company, there is some truth to this. For many years, Palantir served primarily within institutions with exceptional confidentiality in fields like defense and intelligence. Palantir had little choice but to remain silent about the work, even when misunderstandings about the nature of the business appeared in the media or the public sphere. It's clear that open democracy have a wrong understanding of Palantir's business model and technology. Unlike many tech companies, the Palantir business model is specifically not based on the monetization of personal data. In fact, Palantir opposes this. Palantir does not store, collect, or sell personal data. Palantir does not use personal data to train AI or machine learning models to share or to resell to other customers. Palantir never facilitates the movement of data between clients. Fundamentally, Palantir builds digital infrastructure for data-driven operations and decision-making. The products serve as the connective tissue between the organizational data, analytical capabilities, and the operational execution. Palantir licenses their software to organizations who receive secure, unique instances of their platform in which they can conduct their own work on their own data. As previously mentioned, healthcare organizations, for instance, have used the Palantir software solution to tackle challenges like efficiently allocating PPE supplies when thousands of hospitals across the country had radically different and constantly changing levels of supply and demand for each item of PPE. With regards to consumer data, Palantir acts as a data processor, not a data controller. They mention within a quote that our software and services are used under direction from the organizations that license our products. These organizations define what can and cannot be done with their data. The organization can control the Palantir accounts in which analysis is conducted, and any Palantir engineer that assists them in this work will follow their directions. Palantir does not and cannot use or reuse or transfer clients' data for their own purposes. Attempting to profit from the consumer's data in this way would be illegal and would undermine the trust that is necessary to work within sensitive environments in which we have built our business, said the company. Fundamentally, whilst open democracy seemed to believe that Palantir's platform is too powerful, this stems from a major misunderstanding of the unique idiosyncratic business model Palantir upholds. The notice from the NHS states that the data platform will be essential to enable transformational improvements across the NHS and will be an ecosystem of technologies and services. This has led to speculation that Palantir could become the main provider for the National Health Service in the UK. The platform will be built around five major use cases, each wide-ranging in scope, including number one, population health and person insight, two, care coordination, three, elective recovery, four, vaccines and immunization, five, supply chains. This is by no means the first relationship with the NHS. Palantir and healthcare organizations, for instance, 
have used the Palantir software to tackle challenges like efficiently allocating PPE supplies when thousands of hospitals across the country have radically different and constantly changing levels of supply and demand for each item of PPE. Palantir acts as a data processor, not a data controller, they mentioned within a statement. One example of Palantir and how they can provide adaptability is via their case study within the UK and the NHS. Palantir and the NHS ran the fastest and the most efficient rollout within the world. The NHS has had real-time accurate data in which can reveal the inequality of uptakes within vaccinations. The NHS can see within real-time what is working and what is not working. This enabled the learning system in which ensured that the NHS provided the world's best vaccination rollout thanks to Palantir. Now, Palantir, after the pandemic, has worked closely with the NHS to reduce the backlog of patients waiting for elective care after COVID. Palantir's foundry operating system, which is due to be rolled out across 30 hospital trusts this month alone, following a recent pilot at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital Trust, has shown outstanding results. Within a case study of Chelsea and Westminster, this outlined the plan in which Palantir enabled a 28% reduction in inpatient waiting lists through validation and better clinical oversights. The case study mentions that booking lead times have tripled from 6 to 17 plus days on average, meaning patients can be notified about surgery in a timely manner and reducing the number of cancellations due to lack of staff or patient availability. Also, theatre utilisation has improved from 73% to 86% over a three-month period. It goes without stating that the NHS is under serious strain. The fact is the problem in the health and care system are deep-rooted, said a politician. Much is made of the impact by the pandemic, but the health service was already struggling before COVID hit. The NHS is under serious pressure, as you can see by this chart. With winter approaching, there is serious concern with the UK about the capabilities of the NHS. The health secretary has warned that NHS in Scotland is facing an exceptionally difficult winter. Accident and emergency waiting times are already at their worst level on record, with pressures on services expected to intensify in the coming months. More than ever, there are now calls for the government to tackle the problems and warnings that without swift action, there will be unnecessary deaths. It is clear that the health service is already under immediate and immense pressure, and it has been for some time. Recent figures for A&E waiting times just show 63.5% of patients were seen within the Scottish government target of four hours. That is record low, highlighting the seriousness of the situation just now. We all know that more people are going to get ill in the winter anyway, but on top of the extra layers of pressure, and this may include a possible COVID wave and the reinsurgence of flu. Furthermore, there is a new threat this year, the effect of the cost of living crisis. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine in Scotland is warning that lives will be lost because of the waiting time delays. Health Secretary Hamza Youssef says the waiting time figures are unacceptable and he wants immediate improvements. But he also says there's no doubt that this winter is going to be very difficult. He expects to outline the Scottish Government's winter plan in a statement to Parliament within the coming weeks. Within a recent article posted by the UK Government, included within was an explicit description and coverage of Palantir and the work achieved during the pandemic. We will work, they said, to put data at the heart of their decision-making, learning explicitly from the approach we have taken in responding to COVID-19. 
we are going to set a presumption in favour of openness and a requirement to share data across departments so that policies are informed by the best data analysis from across government. We will create data inventories to ensure that we know that data exists, where it is stored and how it can be accessed. We are going to make, they said, a data visualisation common tool to ensure ministers and officials understand real-time the latest evidence underpinning decisions. This is all the latest regarding the NHS and the upcoming deal with Palantir. More information will be provided as the case unfolds.